0: back. We'll be right back. Everyone, and welcome back to Radio Tony, a conversation with Kez. Uh, Welcome to everyone listening in Australia. Hi to everyone in the US, it's evening for you, and welcome to the rest of the world Germany, Russia. Hello. You're listening to Tony Lontis on Radio Tony, and this is a conversation with Kez. Listening live today on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitch, we have the gorgeous payolo in the Philippines, ready and waiting to answer your questions, remind you where the links are, and anything that we talk about today. You can also catch up with our guests on Radio Tony.com, where you'll find links to all of the information and anything that we talk about today. And a big reminder that all Radio Tony uh, shows are replayed on all major stations, including Binge TV Networks USA, Hero Go TV USA, and on the Tony TV channel app on all Roku, LG, and Samsung smart TVs across the world and we are happy to have you here today Uh, this show is predominantly focused on writing authors and anything that goes with that genre my beautiful co-host is international best-selling author Kez Wickham St George and she's passionate about passionate about inspiring creativity and nurturing others to tell their stories. Not only is she an international best-selling author, but she spends her time coaching and helping others to write their stories. She's also a wonderful book reviewer. So for anyone listening, get in touch with Kez. Um, The information to connect with Kez are on our live chats and in our information on radioattorney.com. Now, today we're gonna be talking about a unique collaboration between Kez and a wonderful lady called Michelle Wittering. Now, I hope I've pronounced that correctly. But before I introduce you to Michelle, Kez and Michelle have been working on an anthology called The Colours of Me, and I've just seen the book cover, and it's so very beautiful. But before I introduce you to both of these lovely women, I want to tell you a little bit about Michelle, whose pen name is Mickey Martin, which I absolutely love. But Michelle is a passionate author and a celebrator of life. She lives in Frankston, Victoria, which is currently in lockdown number six or seven. (laughs) poor darlings not having a fun time at all (laughs) when she's not talking to us live on streaming tv she is passionately creating the Uh, alternate world of her characters she loves to write and has written anywhere and everywhere but mostly she writes in the uh, writer's manner that her husband built her from recycled (laughs) products and I'm going to remind myself to ask Michelle about that when we get into the interview Michelle is a proud member of Romance Writers Association of Australia the Australian Society of Authors Writers Victoria and the Peninsula Writers Club she's Been blessed with many opportunities because of her writing which has taken her nationally across australia when she's not in lockdown and internationally (laughs) to ireland thanks to her sensational publisher and the team at mmh press who've supported her through her entire writer's journey michelle is also a passionate health mental health advocate and is uh, always raising awareness on topics such as anxiety depression addiction ptsd domestic violence, and sexual abuse. Through her books, she addresses these important issues and incorporates messages of hope and healing through the power of story. A woman after my own heart. Now, audience, I'm going to introduce you to Michelle and Kez. Good morning, Kez. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning, Michelle, it's lovely to have you on the show. Um, Wonderful to have you with us. And I'm going to hand over the majority of this interview to Kez because she does such an amazing job. And I'll just butt in from time to time when I've got a question over to you, Kez. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Tony.
1: Well, for all the listeners out there, Michelle and I, um, we became friends in Ireland and um, yeah, we've been... Good mates ever since Ireland. Is that right, Michelle? A bit of chicken. Is that right, <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> you are
2: correct, Kez. We we formed the beautiful bond over in Ireland, and it's just continued
1: on since then. So we are very blessed, I think, to have this beautiful connection. We are. So I'm going to ask you some questions now because we um, collaborated on the anthology of Colors of Me. I really can't answer those questions so it's really up to you my friend. <laughs> <laughs> if I get them incorrect I'm just <laughs> going to hand it back to you. <laughs> so this morning um, now do I call you Michelle Wittering or Mickey Martin your book name? What do I call you? Well I suppose because we're discussing the colours of me today,
2: we'll just go with Michelle. I suppose because that's who I'm. I'm am with as I co-author author the colours of me with you. So we'll just stick to Michelle today, darling.
1: Okay. So the first question is inspiration behind it. Now I know we put our heads together on this, but what was your particular inspiration on getting a book right together? Well, I
2: suppose for this. For this anthology, the inspiration was to give a platform uh, and an opportunity for voices to be heard of how an event or an incident has shaped their life, or in this case, added colour to their lives. So, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. It was to be to give someone a platform to be heard and to share.
1: Okay. So that was my thought when I when I approached you. <coughs> Excuse me. Was giving others a platform to um, share their story so why the name I know we both agreed on this but you were really delighted with the colors of me so what attracted you to that name because I find it um, we actually played with the name the color we played with it to see what it would sound like and what it would read like what was attractive about the name to you Oh,
2: I think it was because it just made so much sense. And and when you approached me with this idea, Kez, and we did play around with the name, it was so much fun. And I think we, we also had a subtitle at one stage, but because the title itself, The Colours of Me, to me it's just so impactful, isn't it? Because everything that occurs in our lives, you know, an incident, an experience, a tragedy, it really does add to those layers of colours of what makes us, not just women or men, but in this case, for us women who are in this anthology it really does shift the colors doesn't it it really does turn those colors into something more than just you know what what are those colors in the rainbow they've all they've got a name and they're just a specific name and then you've got the extended colors that's what this is about it's all about those extended colors and all those colors that are meshed as you know just so diverse isn't it yeah <laughs> so yeah. and i think you being that artist as well, I think it was just so much fun, um, you know, throwing the colours in because, you know, you you're you're an artist and you sort of love all the, all the creations that you can do. So, sort of. yeah.
1: <laughs> this was a a definite collaboration between the two of us. <clears throat> so absolutely. When I I knew who I wanted to invite, and it is a matter of inviting authors to join you. So. Did you actually choose the authors or did you invite the author or did you think i'll I'll be random about this and like um, a name out? How, how did you go about choosing your authors?
2: Um, well, the authors that I approached that I thought might, be interested in the opportunity were women that had really been through quite a lot and overcome quite a lot and some of them had not been published before and I just thought you know maybe they'd like that opportunity because they I knew they did have a story to share so that's how I went about it just sort of you know offered them the opportunity and you know some really were interested but at the time they had other things going on a dear lady had just lost her husband and she wasn't in the the headspace to participate Um, and she actually reached out to me recently and just said well I wish I'd taken you up on the opportunity now because can you imagine the story I I would have been able to share but now she's in their headspace to write it a year ago she she wasn't and I completely understand that so yeah very very interesting.
1: And when you wrote your story Michelle what was it based on?
2: Oh, probably why I was a bit emotional and mm. anxiety this morning because I knew you'd ask me this question. It was about. <laughs> hang on, keep it together. I've got my Clark Kent
0: glasses on, so I'm in disguise.
2: <laughs> um, it was all about my. We're allowed
0: to cry on this show. <laughs> We're allowed <about laughs> to cry on this.
2: Show. not <laughs> have the mascara <laughs> run, Tony. <laughs> oh dear! No, this my story was was ultimately about my attribute to my mother and it's so interesting because as you know Kez being the co-authors having all the stories come into us and we you know to read them and respect them and really and I know probably like yourself I read them at least five times each you know when you know going through the whole process of from accepting them and then you know to the editing stages so there's a lot of reading involved and I knew, I knew initially I wanted to write about grief and, and how that has affected me as a, as a human being, as a woman. And as I'm reading all these other stories, I'm thinking, I don't know if my story is impactful enough or, you know, we know what's in the book. We've read what's in the book and it's so full on. And I was thinking, is grief really as important as X, Y and Z? No spoilers. I don't want to give anything away. So we'll use X, Y and Z. But I was thinking, is it really impactful, important? Is this going to... You know, is someone else going to be able to read this and benefit from it, or take something away. And then, I, and then, as I as I was sort of contemplating and struggling with it a little bit, um, a dear friend said to me, she said, "Oh my God, you need to just write what's in your heart." And then, and then, and so I did. I just wrote to celebrate the love I have for my mother and a tribute to her and her life, and and how she, as a woman, has impacted me, and how her death has um, ultimately affected me every single day from, you know, the last
1: four and a half years. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, I wrote about oh, my mother as Michelle.
0: well.
1: Yeah, I wrote about my mum. And although she passed over when I was 30. And it was, um, so I've, I've sort of dragged myself up, really, uh, watch, watching how other people interact with each other. And and it's been such an interesting um I feel like I'm. I sometimes I'm standing on a stepladder and I'm watching all this go on around underneath me and I'm picking which subject I want to talk about because people, uh, they do get carried away with their subjects. I loved your story. I thought it was a beautiful story. I wrote about menopause, how my mum tried to commit, commit suicide with her menopausal issues and it was like, um, yeah, but it brought back a lot of memories. Some of them um, I had to smile at because I remember reactions from my neighbors or from our neighbors and friends, none of them really understood what it was like until you go through it yourself. And that was my purpose of writing, of getting this book together, is we've all been through a situation, whether it be grief or whatever it is, all of us, all three of us, have been through a situation that has affected us um, and it pays to write about it because there's someone out there this morning feeling the same thing and knowing that it's okay, it's absolutely okay to cry, to laugh, to have a great big laughing snort and then have another cry about it, Um, (laughs) to have a cup of tea with friends and talk about it, but most of all, to write it down. That's why I put the book together um, with you, Michelle, is to encourage other women to uh, be who they want to be and to to say what they want to say. Because they'll just keep it hidden. And you know what, Kes? Can
2: I just can I just butt in and say, darling? That no, you can't butt <laughs>
1: in. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs>
2: the, the day that you reached out and approached me um, to you know to co-author this book with you, I honestly felt so so lucky and so so blessed because what you've enabled um, all these beautiful voices, all these amazing women with sensational stories. Really, I mean, they're highly entertaining as well as, you know, gut-wrenching and tear-jerking. They're just the most beautiful stories. And, like, you've really enabled these beautiful ladies to have an opportunity to share the most phenomenal stories. So I just have to say um, thank you so much for always just thank you so much for giving these beautiful women the opportunity and for asking me to co-author this book with you. I, I really feel quite
1: quite honoured. Thank you. Well, Michelle, if it hadn't have been for our Friday morning conversations and lots of laughter, I mean, you you also put a lot of work, more than what I did, into um, getting this book out. Because I was one, you know, and, and I I like the way we shared our responsibility. If you couldn't do something, then I was on board, and vice versa. So it was a wonderful experience, and we will do it again. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: We? I think we've had the right much- answer when you're talking on the radio. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes. so in this book we dealt with a lot of sensitive topics am I correct
2: yes very sensitive yeah,
1: a lot mm. of sensitive topics and I found that the women were talking were writing freely there was nothing held back and mm. if there was something untoward in these stories then we had a wonderful editor on board that said no no I can't put that in but we can re- reword it another way which I found, I learned, I learned so much of um, word recognition um, and um, rewording things so that they, you could say the same thing, but they came across a little bit more respectfully. I I, I guess that's the way to put it. I really enjoyed reading some of these ladies' stories. Um, The the book cover that we chose, um, yeah, that was different to what's been actually, presented but i loved
2: both yeah yeah i absolutely love the new cover only because it has all those amazing colors in it and she's just yeah. so mm-hmm. she's so <laughs> serene isn't she tony she's so lovely and i just she actually, love it yeah. i just love it love
0: yeah. it love it love it it's you feel a bit spectacular. of
2: pain mm. yeah spectacular that's a really beautiful word just to, to describe her she it is spectacular and the other cover was lovely but she looked tortured, didn't she? She looked yes. like she'd been run through the mill. Yes. <laughs> Which was appropriate to the book as wind well. Blowing. <laughs> wind
1: blowing. Shall we say wind blowing? Wind blowing. Like? Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, the new cover's fabulous. Love it, love it. So the charity we've yes. chosen for all the um I was just Yeah, sorry, Tony.
0: No, no, I was just going to say um, there's a special uh, meaning behind this book as well. And you're going to tell everyone about the charity.
1: Just what I was going to ask about is um, the charity, Michelle. Why did we choose the charity? The Carers Foundation Australia. Well,
2: we chose that. We chose that charity for all the amazing work they do, of course. And I think I, I think, especially for you, Kez, it was very personal. And I really think that you're the best person to answer that question, darling. So I'm going to handle it back to you. Really? No all right.
1: Have you got half an hour? Yes, <laughs> we, we have. That Turns out, we have. <laughs> I chose it because I was the, I was the carer of my mum uh, when I was very, very young. Uh, it was literally when she went through menopause and the hard time, it was everyone was too busy. And I recognised that as uh, mum was lying there needing attention um, and there was nobody but me. Now, I was I would have been about eight or nine when I had to take time off school. And then again, when I was uh, 15, and mum had a nervous breakdown. So I well, that's what they called it. But um, again, I had to take time off school out of my school. Um, But I managed to turn it around. So it was joyful. It wasn't joyful for mum at all. Um, She was literally on a lot of Valium to bring her into a a state of, um, I don't know what you'd call it. She wasn't violent, but she was very agitated. Um, Yeah, so, um, but you know, it was a time of learning for me, a time of um, appreciating what I actually had in my life. Um, Yeah, so I had become a carer twice and then um you know you could become a carer when you're a mum also because when your children Mm -hmm. get sick you become a carer and you just you're just the mum you you don't know what buttons to push so I just I decided to reach out to uh Bobby um and I forget her surname but anyway she is the foundation uh manager of colors sorry um carers of Australia so I reached out to Bobby. She said, for sure, come on board. Um, and our publisher, MMH Press, I found that she was also affiliated with um, with the foundation. So that was it for me. I thought, right, we're going with this one. And then I had to see what you thought because we were in this together. That's why I chose her.
2: Yeah. And I was thrilled that you did. I think it's the most perfect foundation for the book. And I'm, I just cannot wait to hold the book and see that little... Like the foundation logo on the back of the cover, and just to know yes. that one hundred percent of the royalties, one hundred percent of the every book that's sold goes straight to that foundation, and I'm so so very proud of
1: that fact. I think
0: also, uh, girls. How, yep. Okay. Sorry, Kez. Girls, how close are you to actually holding that book in your hands? It must be pretty close now. For me, because the Ingram Ingram Printing House is in Melbourne, and I'm in Melbourne,
2: um, it could be any day. I was hopefully I was hoping it would be yesterday, so I could pop it in front of you today. But yeah, it'll probably come yeah, as soon yeah. as I hang up from here.
1: Probably <laughs> 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 right on the doorstep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, any I would day. say um, I'm having a a launch at my house. It's a very intimate launch because of COVID. Um, We were going to launch it at a huge launch at a place called Peel Manor House. And there was going to be over 200 people present. And we've now got it down to 12 people in my home and we will launch it then. That's on the 12th Uh, and it'll go live as well and be recorded. Mm. But um, I guess I will have one because I've got to give a leadership talk on um, Friday before a, a large group of women. I was hoping to have it in my hand as well, but... It doesn't look like it's going to happen. And Michelle may have it before me because mm. the printing piece is over there. She's so in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. it will just it will just be the proof, not like a whole box full that I can,
2: you know, throw them around and Yahoo over. <laughs> but so it'll be just nice to have that proof in my hand as well. And I just cannot wait for all the ladies to receive theirs once they um, get the publisher there their address she'll be able to you know shoot them a copy as well and I just can't wait for all the women just to have a photo of that book in their hands it'll be yes. just such a
1: celebration yeah it will be it is a celebration it's a celebration mm. of voices really that uh it's been in word but it is a celebration and I think any anthology is just that it's a celebration of many many voices put together Tony have you any questions you want to ask Michelle
0: I do, I do, I do. Now that we're close to The Colours of Me being released, how many authors, um, and they're all women, that's my understanding, girls, that they're all women in The Colours of Me? Yep. How many authors do we have in The Colours of Me?
1: I think we have 18 in total, Tony. That's correct, isn't it, Kiz? I thought we hadn't involved ourselves. I thought it was 20. I'm not sure. We'll have to do a count. Well, yeah, we will. I'm pretty sure sure without
2: us, there's 18. We really don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know why we're here today. (laughs) COVID has affected us all greatly.
0: Yes, 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 it has. (laughs) I think it's called COVID brain, and that's without any virus whatsoever. Um, Girls, I... I, as, as you know, I'm part of this beautiful book, The Colours of you Me, are. and Kez and I have talked about that over the course of the next month, we're going to be talking more to not just both of you, but some of the other authors within that book. Um, I know from talking to Kez that you had so much fun putting together this anthology of stories. My questions around how did you choose? Because I know you had a lot of applicants for the book and to go into the book. How did you end up choosing who was right? And 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 how did you manage that process, girls? Oh, well, can I answer
2: We're that one, to Michelle? Can. First, I'll, I'll yeah. answer- piece and then i'll handle it back to kez but i think once all the stories came in and we started to read them there were some that were so in tune to what we discussed and it was kind of like mm-hmm. they were just flowing in and then the others would come in and they, and they were beautiful in their own right but they just weren't aligned with the other ones that we'd yeah. selected and now kez there you can continue that
1: that answer Oh, there's nothing more to, no, nothing more to say. Um, Michelle, it's completely correct what you said. Uh, we did get a lot. So, and we had yeah. to go through them and make sure it was completely aligned with what our purpose was.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: so it's, Girls, it was very intuitive process for you too so you really tapped into that that feeling of what you wanted the anthology to be and the stories of the writers so it was less about the actual content of their submission but more about that intuitive li- alignment about what you wanted the anthology to be because it is it does as soon as you see that cover it engenders just an in a beautiful feminine energy doesn't it like it just speaks of a woman's experience with the world be that grief hardship whatever it is that you're talking about Um, I um, wanted to digress just a little bit and um, talk if we might Michelle about some of the things that you've had to tackle in your life are you comfortable for me to go there for just a little while Oh sure, if <clears throat> you don't mind
2: tears at my flow. <laughs> That's but you okay. Go, you go but I,
0: like I love, I love that you uh, use romance to tell, uh, or rather, uh, incorporate romance into some of those tough stories that you write about. Um, but they're lived experiences for you, aren't they?
2: They are, darling. They are, um, and I think I've always, I've always been a person that's cup's always full and overflowing. Uh, if it's half full, then I'll yeah. go and top it up again. No matter what happens, no matter what experiences we we face and 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 endure, really, don't we? We endure them, and then we overcome yes. them. Um, you know, we we can't we can't live in them. We have to move forward. And I think I use romance and some beautiful beautiful um, subjects in my books to not, not yeah. promote these issues but comfort them, hug them, um, give, the, give the readers that have experienced similar, um, well, paths i suppose that comfort to yeah. you know feel like that hero in the story and feel that like they can overcome anything and and you know it doesn't matter what's happened in our past you know we aren't we aren't our past where we're who we are today and where we want to be tomorrow so and i know and look you know part of my past as well um is is anxiety and public speaking so i do apologize if i do lose track which you probably sensed earlier when i was rocking on about the colors i really so you know it's it's putting yourself in situations that you aren't 100 percent comfortable with and I do that a lot with this kind of author stuff because I would rather mm. just sit here in my beautiful manner and have the world not see me and not not speak but there's someone else out there just like me that maybe feels that same way and hopefully if I can show them in my awkwardness that you can do anything you want and you can you can do what I'm doing right now anyone can do it if If Michelle Wettering slash Mickey Martin from Glen Ormiston South can do this, anybody can. Trust me there.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I guess that's part of the reason why Kez and I started this this show because when I started my journey, it was incredibly difficult to be seen publicly. Uh, Even just when I first started, it was just my voice. There was no video. When I first started Radio Tony, it was just audio streaming. And, um and I've told this story before but I used to get sick most times before I had to get in front of the microphone but a greater than that fear and greater that greater than that feeling of of nausea was the thought that perhaps someone was out there listening and perhaps I could make their journey a, a little better just by hearing what we were talking about because I know what it was like to be in that Black place of hopelessness, and not thinking that anyone was listening or there was any help or any hope, and I didn't want anyone to go through that again. So I just kept pushing myself, and I still, even after doing it for for numbers of years, there's still days when I have a particular guest or show coming up, I'll still get anxious, and I still get anxious when I if I haven't done what I consider my prep for the show. I still so it's. I think it's okay to show that you're human, but by doing what we're doing and and jumping on and, and having real conversations, I think that's helpful for humanity. And in terms of the difficult subjects like anxiety, depression, PTSD, sexual abuse, domestic violence, we still don't talk about that stuff enough, particularly from a woman's perspective about sexual abuse and domestic violence, because it's still happening. We still see across the media, not as much as we need to, that women are still being treated disrespectfully in workplaces. Women are still being touched inappropriately across the world if you ask any woman and i'll ask the both of you in a moment um i was thinking about it just recently i that's happened my whole life and it started in my early to late teens where Um, someone would touch you or be in your space and there was no apology and women Mm. have put up with that for centuries Mm. and now we start you know we need to be talking we need to explain to our young girls that you can say no say ah 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 that's my space that's my body you've got no right to touch it um and I was reflecting on you know going to nightclubs in my 20s well goodness me wasn't that you know hands were inappropriately placed all over the shop I don't think that's acceptable anymore or is is it just my middle-aged musings or what do you girls think
1: Tony, um, I, I was brought up to believe that wolf whistling and touching inappropriately meant that you were very acceptable to men. That's how what I was taught. My yeah. sisters were taught that too. So when someone wolf wh- whistled at you, it sort of made you quite, "Well, I yeah. am. I am special. I am good looking." And um, it wasn't until I got rid of, and that was um, in my forties, I managed to get rid of this yes. fear that I wasn't good enough. And so, if a man yes. a man yes. a man didn't say, have that, like look you up and down when you walked into a room and started flirting with you, um, I got rid of that. Oh, I'm just not good enough. Even though I was happily married with four children, yes. I I was taught that if you weren't flirted with inside the room, then you just you weren't, weren't good enough. enough to be there. And yeah. so I managed to yeah. get rid of that. And then after that, um. You know, people found me almost unacceptable. I got on my horse and just said, I don't accept, yes, I don't accept coming into this room and you saying inappropriate um, silent messages, sending yes. me messages. Um, I've even had notes slipped to me. Even yesterday, yeah. I was inappropriately approached online um, to have an affair.
0: Now, wow.
1: yeah, in this day and age, you know, I just, I, I wanted to put him over my knee and smack his bottom. <laughs> and even though it was online, it was like, come on, just come on. We are all over I this. I actually took the yeah. phone and showed my husband. I said, what do I do with this one? And he said, you want me to answer? I went, no, 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 no. I don't want an online yeah. fight going on. Um, so I just said, this is inappropriate and blocked him. Um, but why? Why? why are we you know yes, some woman kids. some woman why accept, do they think that that's okay yeah yeah it's not it's not okay to make you feel that you are that you are inferior if you don't accept mm. other people's come-ons it's just not right yeah and that's the reason your... one of the reasons why i got into the colors of me is it's not yeah. right to to be approached by anybody male or female it's not unless you mm-hmm. encourage it, you know, just mind your own business, one foot in front of another, we all have to do it. We are all human. So let's just get on. Instead of making people feel like we are, there's a word I want to use, but it's gone, but it means phantom. You know, we all feel that, well, oh, yeah. we're just not good. If they haven't approached us um, with their whatever, whatever it might be, we are not good enough. Well, that's not right. We are all good enough. And this Mental health thing that's going on—it is just so appropriate for
0: times and places right yes. now. Yeah, I'm sorry. What I about I you, Michelle? Thing? What's you... no, no? That's a... it's a good subject to broach because there still seems to be so many. With again, I say this with a caveat: there are beautiful, decent, amazing, wonderful men out there, but there are still lots and lots who push that envelope, who connect with the obvious idea that they want something from you that you're not prepared to give. And i the same, Kez. I constantly get approaches to, you know, talk. And I'm like, no, and I will now say, happy to be friends, but I am happily married. I have grown up kids and grandchildren. And I am the most friendly, loving person on the planet. And unfortunately, being friendly and loving just Mm. seems to encourage some of them. Michelle, what's been your experience?
2: Oh, well, just recently, well, I'll say the last 12 months, you know, I have had people via um, Instagram, even LinkedIn and Facebook. You know, they do their private message and they get quite chatty and and, you know, I respond yes. like I would respond to you or my cousin, you know, I like you, Tony, very friendly, very open, Randomly. nothing, very, yeah, nothing mm. to hide. Um, and then you can see where they're going when they start a conversation. And if I reply, yes. I reply yeah. in a way to shut them down and wish them well, then I never hear from them again. And I think, you know, you just know that they're after something and they see your profile picture. They, yes. see, you, they see you happy with children and your husband and life. Yeah and it, and it's like go yeah. find a dating site if you if you look you're looking in the wrong spot mate but you know i think yeah. on the other side of things too um, with my age and and, and ex- like i'm around a lot of younger people teenagers and mm. the girls these days mm. are quite strong and quite resilient to the Good. fact that they can speak up and that they don't Good. feel that um, they don't feel inferior Male, yeah, they don't feel inferior to the males now. They're, they're very ballsy and I love that because I look at a 12-year-old now and remember what I was like as a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah. like they, they, yes. like, they've got these little super capes on now. I really think that they've got the right idea. I think that the women from our oh, generations have given these younger girls now the yeah, backbones and, and the yeah. force to, yeah. yeah. So I'm quite proud of the younger generation. They're doing well. They are.
0: But ladies, we don't want to see, you know, some of the politics and things that have played out across Australia recently, Um, things like, you know, taking advantage of a girl because she's drunk or what she's wearing or we need to have those conversations that a woman or a man cannot give consent if they're drunk. So, and that's, you know, in reference to some of the things that have happened in our parliament for instance and and who would have thought that parliament was such an unsavoury we know that politicians by and large are not not very savoury from time to time but to (laughs) think that that sort of behaviour is acceptable in the highest echelons of power my, yes. blows my mind i would yes. have thought by this day and age that across corporations and across um uh, the the governments of our great country it would have been known that that's unacceptable behavior just because you're drunk just because you've had a few nice conversations or there's been flirting taken place does not equate to consent does it
1: no it does not
2: no no it's wrong isn't it and it's wrong that they think that they're going to get away with it that's what upsets me
0: Yes, yes and the other thing that concerns me is there still seems to be in the higher echelons of power be that corporate or government that the boys (laughs) club still tends to protect the boys club Again, it's not okay. And and I think that whilst we see women starting to stand up, we still need to see more men in power calling out that behaviour. Yes. And if I can, you know, our current leadership in Australia should very clearly say to some of the members of their parliament, no, buddy, I'm not going to make you, uh, I'm not going to elevate your position simply because um what you did was wrong and and there's you know it doesn't pass anyone's test because us as women all know that certain things would have happened exactly as the women have said they've happened. We all know ask any woman and they will tell you absolutely no doubt that these women are telling the truth. But we need men to start believing us, don't we? That's right. So, Michelle,
1: what advice, sorry, Tony, what advice would you give to other authors wanting to form the same sort of collaboration for an anthology? What advice would you give to them if they turned to you and said, would you do an anthology with me? What would be your advice be? Um, Well,
2: (laughs) My advice would be if someone was approaching me to ask if I was going to be on an anthology with them I'd, I'd just make sure that we're we're in tune with each other If someone was asking me for advice to approach somebody else to do an anthology it would be the same you know are you are you in tune with that other co-author? Are you aligned? Do you have the same vision? Can you work together? Can it be fun? Will it be stressful? You know, will you share the workload? Will you support each other when when times are hard? Because you and I both know that in the last 12 months or so, we haven't just worked together. We've supported each other through some difficult ups and downs just in our everyday life. And that has helped our work relationship just blossom. So I think that's yep. really important. If you if you can just respect and really nurture that person that you're working with on on all the levels, then you're on you're on a you're on the winning team there.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah I agree totally. So look on looking back on this experience, um, would you t- attempt to collaborate on an anthology again, and would it be on the same genre? Um,
2: I would definitely. Definitely. Whoever wanted to do an anthology with me, if I have the time juggling what I'm juggling in life at the moment, I would absolutely say yes, 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 yes. Um, mm-hmm. The same genre. Look, it is a very important genre, and there's definitely, absolutely. yeah, there's definitely um, room in my scope down the track to to do a similar genre. Um, but moving forward at the moment for me, I'm, I'm excited to do an anthology with different genres as well, but this genre is very mm. important and it, it's lovely to give other authors the opportunity to, you know, have their story. So, I mean, God, there's just so many so many stories to be shared and told and I'd love to give more people the opportunity to, you know. I mean, really, what a fabulous book. And some of our authors have never been published. We've got one debut author down here. the peninsula and she's so excited and her family's excited and wow so it's really really super super cool i just love it it's just opportunity isn't it to be heard
1: it is it is and that's exactly why um i would do the same as you michelle if someone said well you know again approach about an anthology uh it is an opportunity to write differently i find that exciting i like you know as you know i write parent romance paranormal so um I love the opportunity to write differently, and uh, and it's almost like you've got a little extra tribe that you've joined and become part of. Mm. Um, I just, at the same as you, I've got two authors in 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 the book that have never been written or published. They've played with words more than anything, and they've been to a couple of mm. um like book book things going on here. And they've been to a one lady said to me I went to a writer's retreat. What did you learn? She said, I didn't understand anything. Well, no, you're not going to. <laughs> Until you get your writer's hat on. Mm. So, you know, it's given them the opportunity to grow, just to grow mm. in, their, in their wordage. It's it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. So, Ladies. you had the chance. Yes. <laughs>
0: I was just going the, to say there seems to be rising popularity in the idea of anthologies because you see a few of them popping up like all over yeah. the place um, and, and their diverse topics lends itself to giving everyone that opportunity, doesn't it? Mm.
1: Tony, I have been watching anthologies pile up on my desk to be reviewed. Now. Yes. So what awesome. what makes you now the question I asked each person or each company that combines an anthology with many authors is what, what was your purpose in this? Was it to now a lot mm. of anthologies charge an awful lot of money? An awful lot of money. They do. And why? Mm. That's my question why. You know they only they only some crammed thirty ladies into a book, why? And so yeah. my question to to anyone that the two anthologies I've got sitting here, I ask questions. Why why mm. did this happen for you? What was your what was your drive? What was your purpose in getting thirty ladies into a book on one genre and not giving them the freedom? So when you do a genre with someone, you need that freedom. You need the freedom of speech. The freedom to. Yes pass on your wisdom and that's the biggest thing we have today i don't want to read a book that's oh woe is me and all ended badly <laughs> i want the wisdom of oh woe is me and how they changed it
0: that's what, mm. I'm that's what i that
1: learned mm. you know it's a mm. lesson that we all have to learn is how <laughs> do you get mm. around
2: Sorry, I was just going to say that is one thing I love about this anthology. Like they are really serious and deep topics. Each each story, each lady's, um, you know, sharing, they're, they're all so deep. But, you know, there's laughter amongst the stories. You know, there's laughter, there's success, there's a little bit of, oh, my God, I know exactly what you're talking about, or there's, wow, you, you know, how did you overcome that? And just as you read throughout, it's not just one book that, as you said, Kez, is, is on the same topics, I don't think I mean there's a there's a couple of stories that hit on similar topics but they're so different because each lady's yes. experience and journey is so different but it's it's just really it's just such an entertaining anthology as well as just heartwarming and it's just delicious. I just love this anthology. I just love it so much.
0: Sorry It's just divine. What it's an just energy divine. girls. it's got an energy like as soon as kids showed me what the cover looked like I just got goosebumps because it was like the energy from all the authors combined under your you both of your leadership it's like Mm. there's an energy that exudes from the book so i just i can't wait till you message me and go oh look i've got it already
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be fabulous as soon as it comes in the mail i'll do a quick little facebook post and and share it with you all but it really is it's just such a celebration tony yeah just love it yeah
1: and i when i invited when i went to michelle and said look would you like to join the anthology with me? I just knew. You just know that you've hit the yep. right buttons. She was the right person to approach. I mean, Michelle and I, we, we're, we're good friends, but you don't write anthologies with all your friends, and mm. most of my friends happen to be writers. So, um, yes, yeah, it's just knowing and, and knowing who you can trust. You know, so if yes. even if you just have an off day and you don't want to go online at all, you just want to yes. put your head down in the garden or... Go and have an ice cream or a coffee or something. You know, you know that that the one that you left at the desk will take over for yes. you. The trust yeah. is is got to be there when you do an anthology with someone. It's it's just got to be trusting mm. and worth it, worth it, so that you grow mm. as an author as well
0: lovely ladies you've had quite wonderful support from your publisher and they've been engaged with the whole process as well is that important from a writer's perspective and particularly for the two of you collaborating together and getting together all of these amazing authors how important is it to have a publisher's support behind you michelle
2: It's absolutely everything, isn't it, especially when, um, you know, you want to donate all the royalties to a, a foundation. Um, yes. You know, when, when you need, like we did source the beautiful cover and it wasn't it pixelated mm. so it wasn't the right one and our beautiful publisher just dove in and saved us as it was going to, to proof, as it was going to print that yes. proof on that day. So I think with Carrie McDermott and MMH, I mean, I love MMH Press, obviously. They're my, they're my baby.
0: Yes.
2: Um, just like their kids as well. We love our press. We we support our publisher like yes. they support us. And I think having having a team right behind you that supports you in every step of the way, God, I don't, I don't know really how to describe mm-hmm. it. It's like having a mum's hug, but not yes. but not a mum's hug. <laughs> I don't know. Kez, take it away. I'm rambling again. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
1: I find working with MMH Press, um, yeah, it, it's, there's something with it. There's something like, well, for instance, I told her about a little coup I had yesterday. I just rang her off, just rang her, and, and she said, I'm just dancing with happiness for you. Now, mm. again, again, it's like you've ticked that button, and you know, someone, you don't need approval, um, mm. but someone said, Look, I'm just so happy for you and where you are. I just found that uh, it made my day. I had been I had a really really stressful busy day yesterday. Um, I had two of my clients in lockdown um, ring me about their books, and they were upset, of course. And so uh, yes. you carry that you carry that little bit of worry with you. I had two radio interviews yesterday. But I found after talking to Karen McDermott MMH Press. I also felt that I could dance. You know, I just felt that I had the right. I'd made a mm. few choices. And uh, on my last um, client review last night, it was joyous because I, I was smiling inside. You know, you, you can carry burdens around with you, but when someone, um, and Karen's not one to land at your doorstep and say, Oh, my darling, you're the best writer on earth. Um, mm. She will, she will encourage and applaud you from afar which is what we need as all because yeah. then we just get with it right we've done that in the correct yeah. way and we also have a fabulous writing team behind us and you know, i can ring yes. two or three including michelle um at any time respectable time of the day and say i'm a bit lost i'm a bit lost now last night i had a radio interview and he said to me i've got writer's block and i went what's that Mm, yeah because exactly. exactly i've never, never had it either <laughs> no no and it's like you know he said because i'm finding it hard i said that's not writer's block that's emotional block mm. um so you know journal is yeah. journal so we had you know i was a, with the happy heart i did have the right words came and the happy heart you know mm. after talking to michelle in the morning and then talking to karen in the afternoon it's like um yes yeah, she's she's like her i don't know it's like a well done little tap on the shoulder. Well done. And we all need that. We mm-hmm. all need that in our day, you know, because we get used to my my husband says to me every day, You're looking fabulous, darling, and, and what are you gonna to do today? And I'll say, It's like it's it's a record, it's a recording. It happens every morning. Mm-hmm. Instead of appreciating mm-hmm. it, I got used to it. And recently I've really had to turn around and think, I'm very lucky. I'm very mm-hmm. lucky to have all this, all these people say, Well done. So yeah, when you've got yeah. a publisher that that um that enjoys what you're doing and gets on board with you, turns up at your um, launches, does live reviews with you, what more could you ask for?
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For my first book launch, Tony, um look, obviously I'm in yes. I'm in this part of Australia and you guys, well, I don't know where you are, right. but you know, Kez and Karen are up here. And yes. Karen flew. I'm on to... the
0: opposite side. I'm on oh. the opposite side of. Oh, oh, well, I'm in Queensland.
2: Go. Oh, how stunning! See?
0: Triangle, to triangle of power. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Karen flew down for my first book launch, and like that was massive. Oh. With her beautiful her daughter, had a little bit of anxiety that day, so she just grabbed her daughter, and we had a massive launch in my backyard, which was bigger than my wedding. It was. So so sensational I actually wanted to renew my vows on that day it was that brilliant but anyway we didn't but yeah yeah, that's the kind of of publisher Karen is she will you know she'll travel from one side of Australia to support support our authors excuse my mother's grandfather clock it's chiming I'm sorry should I mute myself (laughs) maybe I should
1: (laughs) no I think I honestly think (laughs) it's over (laughs) (laughs) over. So <laughs> you can unmute. <un-use. laughs> Unmuted. Yeah. And also, you know, um, having a having a collaborating with a person that gets you. Um, and mm. having that team, you know, all those ladies in that book, including yourself, Tony, were mm. right behind us. We're right behind us all the way. Yeah. Except of what our editor and our proof are um, if they had anything to yeah. change. Um, and that's the way yeah. you know, you build a team you just
0: got to have that team yeah yeah Yeah. well my lovely ladies we are just about out of time already and for our listeners we're going to be continuing our conversation um, on the colors of me because we're going into launch month and because we had these wonderful plans to do a wonderful big launch in western australia at um Uh, Peel Manor which has been curtailed by the worsening situation with COVID across the country however Kez and I wanted to make sure we give coverage to this amazing book because of the women involved because it's Kez and Michelle and because the proceeds of this book will go to charity and a very important charity it is so over the coming weeks Um, Kez and I and probably Kez and I and Michelle will continue to talk about The Colours of Me and hopefully we're going to be introducing you to some of the authors in that book that would like to come on and be interviewed about the process for them because we think that it's important that The Colours of Me gets as much publicity as it can uh, in the wake of not being able to have the big launch that we planned so Mm. kez thank you so much michelle thank you so much i can't wait for our next chat um wonderful audience uh thanks to kez wickham st george and michelle Weedring and her pen name is mickey martin so check that out online mickey martin you'll also find kez's stuff kez's new book is out is it out yet kez Mm -mm. the new book The not quite November, That's right, November, November the twenty seventh. The film attached, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Um, and we will do some more chats about kez's upcoming book and the film as well. But that is all we have time for this week. Lovely ladies, thank you so much for joining me on Radio Training, a conversation with kez We'll be back next week with more discussion about writing authors and anthologies. Join us all again same time next week. Bye for now. Bye bye. Thanks, Tony. (music) Bye-bye.